Hey everybody, uh, how are you doing? It's Paul, and this is an Admin Recap. I have my trusty co-host with me, it's John, and uh, we're excited. Uh, we apologize for the long delay in uh, in episodes. Uh, we have no excuse, do we? We do. Cinco de Mayo took a lot out of us. It did take a lot out of me, and I've always wanted to do a show on Mother's Day, John, so happy Mother's Day to you. I'm not a mother, You're not but, a mother, but I'm just saying, all the ones out there. there's nothing wrong with enjoying the day, is there? Not at all. I got to see my mother today. Uh-huh. How's she doing? She's also my mom, John. That's right. Yes. I, I called and I sent flowers, so let's not act like I I did nothing. Good job. Because you're guilting me right now and I can feel it. Not at all. John? Yes? The New Girl is the episode we're doing tonight. We're still rolling on with season two, and um, we learned three things again. I, we always learn three things, John. Amazing. <laughs> I don't know how we do it. Uh, let me just preface this by saying um, our listener base uh, provided us with none of these. Uh, we asked last episode because I'm getting tired of doing this um, <laughs> for somebody in the audience to uh, send us three things, and uh, we failed. I wouldn't call it a failure. And I'm not mad, John. I'm, All right. I was always just disappointed. Uh, so in this episode, we learned uh, driving drunk in the 60s has the exact same outcome as it does today. Uh, Rapey Pete's boys can indeed swim, and that could be a caution for him, if you know what I mean. And uh, you know what? Someone saved my life tonight, Sugar Bear. And that Sugar Bear is Don Draper, John. All right. <laughs> I'm, well, we're going to get to our Sugar Bear in a little bit. But well, we, we don't actually start out with Don Draper. We don't. We, in fact, start out at a doctor's office. I think this was just an awesome, awesome, awkward opening shot of Pete standing next to a poster saying, Know Your Body, with a great big <laughs> circle around the woman's uterus. And Pete, <laughs> and Pete giving, like, the most awkward, uncomfortable stare. Uh, uh, well, I mean, let's just say, uh, probably for, for anyone, this would be, that picture is hilarious. Would uh, this uh, this would probably be a um, an awkward situation to be in? Sure. Now we, as the viewer, know that uh, Pete has no no problems. He's strong like Bull John. He he is fertile, indeed. But we don't know about Trudy, or we're gonna find out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's obviously very distraught. I mean, she's anxious. She's making all these self deprecating comments during the, uh, the initial interview. Indeed, you know about what's normal and. You know, what What can we expect? Uh, the doctor seems like, you know, they cast him as a pretty straight shooter. You know, no, uh, no, no sarcasm. Yeah, no weird. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, asking asking t- typical normal questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, Trudy's Trudy's just really she's really upset. That's fine. Uh, and this this is a major theme in this episode. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This carries through. But uh, before before we really get into the the whole questioning part of it, we flip over and see Don and Freddie coming in, and and we hear a bunch of girls cackle, and we find out that it is in fact official. Joan is engaged. God, oh, jeez. Ah, uh, man, it just feels like it came out of nowhere for me the first time I saw it. You know. Right, but if you go, you know, as we have done, you go back and you you see it was coming. Oh yeah, indeed. Uh, what's nice then is we go right back to the doctor's office where Rapey Pete is being, uh, uh, what he feels, uh, tested in his manhood. Right. And he's not, I mean, he's just, these are standard questions. This is a, you know, typical interview and 
Uh, you know, of course, he, he does not know he has fathered a child. He's a so red-blooded he's, American man, John. That's just, yeah, he, he uh, you know, the other thing is he just launches into about how stressed out he is. Yeah. And he's also saying, think about the world right now with the bomb and all the things and the whatnot. Didn't even mention the environment, John. No, he's not green. Not, not at all. Not at all. But uh, it was, I think, what I liked about that, it was a really long scene, which made it even more awkward. Uh-huh. And it, which is perfect, because everything about Campbell is, is awkward or, or a felony. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we flash back to the office then for a little bit, and we see um, Joan, who's filling in as, um, as Don's girl, um, still showing her ring off as if it's... Uh, on fire? I don't know. I don't even know how you how you do that. I've not I've not actually been uh I you know, if you've been in situations where someone got engaged and you know the ladies they say, "Oh, let me see the ring," you know. But uh, this is this is, seems to be a bit overkill. Yeah, I agree. This actually just happened in my office. Somebody got engaged, walked around with the ring, everybody, "Oh, that's so nice." Yeah. That that was it. <laughs> they know, didn't gather was... around her desk and have her like... hand in the air. For an hour. For an no. hour? Well, what are you going to do? Well, Don calls her out, you know, saying those are not wedding bells. Oh, very good. Very good, Don. And uh, snaps her into shape. So then the episode really uh, really steps up into gear uh, yeah. with Bobby Barrett, John. Your lady, your girl. She will call you out and say, hey, I'm hanging out alone. Why don't you come hang out with me? And well, Don she says, was, I'm at work. She wasn't, a, she wasn't alone at the time. Well, but yeah, she kind of was. I mean, she just wasn't didn't want to. She didn't want to hang out with the execs that were there. She tells Don that they sold the show, Grin and Barrett. Brilliant. But we find out it's just a pilot. Oh, hey man, still something. Yeah, that's right. I haven't sold a pilot. Have you sold a pilot yet? I have one in a can. You do. <laughs> of course. I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, so she talks Don into showing up. And, uh, yeah, is this a real place? Sardis? Yeah, man. Come on. What, like I know. You do. The Sardis is a famous place with the drawings of the people on the wall. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, they're at Sardis. And uh, uh, he does she order for him? Or does she? No, he orders Not for a, her. He orders for her. For her. And she's liking that because she kind of runs the show with uh, with um. No, but at the same time, she asked for it. She says, so what am I eating? Yeah, but you know? still, I feel like, you know, she's like, there's like, there's a power struggle between her and Don, whereas with, um, with uh, Jimmy, it's just, she's running the show, man. Right. She's got no challenge. Yeah. There's nothing there to keep her interested. And it's funny because speaking of challenge, we get one last final look at the Mencken. The Menk. Uh This was awkward. Uh, appropriately so. Indeed. I think the Macon kind of had the look on her face like, that's about right. You know what I mean? It's not like you're a good guy. Like, this just, just proves again that you're kind of a sleaze, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, she married a lovely man by the name of... Tilden Katz. Kilden? Tilden. Tilden. What kind of name is Tilden? A good Jewish name. Apparently. He's a little poindextery, John. Yes, yes. Like... But he likes to meet... He likes comedians. I like the funny. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, so, 
Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, it's for her to stand between Don and uh, Tilton. Tilton, but well, it was funny because uh, Don completely forgets to introduce Bobby. Well, I mean, he's taken aback. I think, you know, they really, Mencken looks good here. Oh, she looks great. I think yeah. they, purposely, they purposely made up the Mencken to look as, as good as possible. I agree. She looks she looks really good. I'm still not a Mencken fan. No. I'm, I'm Team Barrett. No. Are, are yeah, you, amazing, amazingly, you're a Bobby fan, which shocks. Are you, are you Team Mencken? No. No. Are you Team Betty? Uh, no. Are you Team I, Peggy? Uh, I do like Peggy. Uh, that, I think that's the thing. I think uh, not only is Don. You're Team Joan, aren't you? Wildly flawed. You're team Joe. I'm team Roger. You're da- uh, that's weird. Okay, that's fine though. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, that came out wrong. That did. That, Anyways, that did, okay. Don't worry, wrong. John. I can edit that. Yeah, you won't. I won't. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so so Mankins leave and uh, they they decide to go out because Bobby. Bobby asks, what does Don like? And because and, he doesn't like negotiating. And uh, he's like, oh, what I like is huge. She says the ocean. He says he likes the ocean. So now they're going to go out to some kind of, uh, you know, ocean beachside house and uh, hang out. Which sounds great. Yeah, which sounds great. So they, you know, they do what anybody that's going to do that's heading out. They hop in the car with a handle of whiskey. That's what I always and, do. I know. And I know. I just drove up to D.C. last weekend, and before we left, uh, yes. Kate and I got a uh, 750 of our favorite hardcore liquors and some yes. grain alcohol. And uh, just, I mean, it was a great time the whole way there and back. I mean, that's, that's what, when people say road trip, I mean. That's how you do it, John. That's, that's how it's done. So, as you can imagine, this does not work out well. Don and her are driving along, and he's drinking and is hammered and then she starts she's I, it looks like she's trying to ease his ear he's not john she's just being romantical i see no i think I you're see. right on further on 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 further review, i mean she bites she is actually trying to eat his face <laughs> <laughs> she's starving she's been drinking all night man that's hey, that's what a cougar you does need something to soak up the booze that's right usually it's not someone's ear but it is it is Bobby Barrett, so who knows? I, I really like how they did the crash. You know, it was very, you know, you see you see the kind of the car kind of skidding to the side, mm-hmm. and then it just goes black, and all of a sudden it's, you know, there was no big effect. There wasn't like a rolling car or a fire. You know, it just, it cuts, and the car is on its side. And I don't think the, uh, the producers and writers of the show want to spend the budget on uh, wrecking a 60s vehicle. And right. or uh, an explosion, John. <laughs> Plus, they had to survive. <laughs> I think maybe not having an explosion was so that they could continue the series. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the producers how to do their job. <laughs> I'm sorry. That that strikes me as hilarious. Um <laughs> But, oh, that's fine. But um, yeah, so they so they obviously crashed. They rolled the car. Um, they're both okay, but they're a little banged up. And the next scene we see is they're in uh, they're in the police station. And I don't know if if you caught this. They said uh, you know you're at the legal limit. Your blood alcohol is point one five. Uh, that has somewhat changed. 
Uh, today, the legal limit is point zero eight. Oh man! So he Don crashed. Was, he was the, he was double the legal limit. Um, usually, if you get to like point three, point four, you go to coma. So uh, he was yeah he was hammered. Wait, if you get to one point three, you're in a coma, or oh, no, point like, three? Yeah, right. point three, point four. You really wow. start to you almost cannot stay conscious. Although it's it's funny because the the bad bad alcoholics are walking around at like point five. Which wow, is amazing. that's yeah. amazing. So, anyways, the, uh, the 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 officer says, you know, it's going to be a hundred fifty dollar fine. Don says, look, I got sixty three dollars on me, and you know, Don's Don's trying to charm his way out of this. Don is slick. He says, I'll send an employee of mine with three hundred in the morning. Five. Five hundred. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, and, and uh, you know, the, the cop uh, seemed genuine. You know, he's like, there's kids on the road. Yeah. You don't get it. With so, so many people in this uh, in this uh, show being crooked, either they managed to, to keep the cop on the straight and narrow. Yeah. No, it was nice to see you. But uh, so anyways, he, I like how they do the, the slow reveal. You know, they're like, call somebody. So he calls and, and you oh, see yeah. the, the, the woman's legs. Yeah, and then it pans. I don't. Were you surprised? I I didn't see that coming. Uh, no, I no, I didn't know who he was going to call. Uh, you think he would call Roger because Roger's in this kind of situation probably weekly. That's uh, true. But I think he knows. Uh, he can trust Peggers. And plus, what we don't know at this time, and I'm going to go ahead and blow the show here, John, because I don't care. No, do uh, it. Yeah. Um, is that we know that he has a secret on on Peggers. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, listen, I'm keeping your secret. Now you're keeping mine. Yeah, so there's going to be a balance there. Yeah, that works out. Yeah, totally. But, so it, uh, it does make sense, certainly. And she, I mean, she is she is all business. You know, she uh, she uh, she makes sure to try and try and keep Bobby awake. Yeah. She she you know she offers to go get her dry cleaning in the morning. Offers for her to stay with, you know, Bobby to stay with Peggy. Um, takes Don out to is it LaGuardia to get yeah, a, to get a rental a rental yeah um, so I mean she really she's got it she's on this no I appreciate her uh, her ability to defuse the situation John but I love how she ends the scene in the car where Don says you'll have to you know or she says you'll have to believe that I'll forget this but I don't want you treating me badly because I remind you of it I thought that was I mean, not that she needed to say that, but she needed to say that. She's too intense for me, John. She Wait, Peggy's too intense? She's too intense for me. How? Like, I don't know. You could tell Peggy the funniest joke on the planet, and she might smile. You know what I mean? She's, what? No, I've seen her smile on the show. I'm just saying. She's just, uh, there's no sense of humor. She's far too, she's far too either straight-laced or uptight or something. I just... How are you, she made it with Pete Campbell in the office. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't know. I. Her. She's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, we finished that. Don walks in, bruised and battered, and um, really lays out a, a nice little story about what happened to Betty. To Betty at yeah, home. Yeah, it's home. Yeah, I mean, uh, well done, sir. He, you certainly are a pro. And I mean, there, there was, there was no way you wouldn't believe this because he's going to have the pill bottles to prove he has them, you know. Uh, would you want to describe what exactly he told uh, 
the batting? Yeah, I mean, he walks in late, late, and she's, you know, like, where the hell were you? And then he flips on the light, and, and he's, you know, beat up. And, uh, you know, she's like, he, he says, uh, I saw the doctor a little while back. He told me I had high blood pressure, gave me prescriptions, and, and that mixed with the booze uh, put me out, and I fell, fell asleep behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, she's not upset that he's late or that he wrecked the car. She's now upset that he's sick. Mm-hmm. You know, and so all of the, the worry and the concern goes not to his behavior, but to his now, you know, what she's regarding as an illness. Mm-hmm. And we'll actually see as the show goes on that she focuses on this. And, and this is a, a big deal to her. Indeed. Uh, but, uh, you know, she does get on him that he should still have called her, that she's his wife. You know, it doesn't matter what time it is. You should call. Totally. Um, um, so then we get uh, we get to the next morning at uh, Peggy's place. She's moved in by herself now. She has her own little place. Very nice. Out in still Brooklyn. in Brooklyn, though, right? Uh, yes, out in Brooklyn. Apparently, uh, just like today, people who live in Manhattan think that Brooklyn is another country. Turns out it's not. It's actually part of the city. Um, All right. It, yeah, it is. There's bridges. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so we see that uh, that Bobby's got a pretty good black eye going. And uh, but you know, no worse for wear. First things first. She's on the phone with Jimmy, explaining what's going on. She says that uh, one of the guys said something about said something about her weight, and she's at a fat farm, and that's why she's not she's not uh, home. And I don't know. Do you think Jimmy buys this? Uh, yeah, I think Jimmy's an idiot and insane. Well, <laughs> oh, I know you said you liked him as an actor. I, I saw him on another movie randomly. Yes, I told you. Yes, he's around. That guy. That he's... guy's been around. Um. So yeah, she she says he's she's at the fat farm. She says everything's fine. That she'll uh, get in touch with him in a little bit. Peggy comes back with the dry cleaning. Um. You know, just trying to make things easy. But the whole time being kind of weird. Yeah. But I guess people say things to, I mean, let's let's face it, Bobby's kind of weird to Peggy, she asks. Just her several times if she's either in love with Don or uh, sleeping with Don or just kind of being a little overly um, intense about it. Like she wants to yeah. know why Peggy's helping um, so much. I, I like how they, they slip in a little novelty from the era. Um, Bobby picks up a magazine called Confidential, mm-hmm. with which, if you look back, is is one of the original like uh, trash rags, like that they, they would dig dirt on celebrities. Yeah, and it was one of the first tabloids. And then so she's reading it about uh, Marilyn, and you know how she's so famous, and you know how she wouldn't want her problems. And she says, "Hey, Peggy." Apparently, Marilyn's playing at the president's birthday coming up. Are you going to go? And, and that's the, like the super famous happy birthday, Mr. President. Yep. I, uh, did, I did catch that. I didn't catch the confidential. And I actually heard uh, a show on, uh, I don't know if you listened to Terry Gross, uh, Fresh Air, the great absolutely. podcast. She did, yeah. a, whole, she did a, whole, uh, a whole bit on uh, the confidential magazine. That was interesting. It very much so was. But yeah, so just kind of a weird interchange between the two of them, like you said. So we move back to the office, and uh, uh, Joan is still flashing her ring around, and uh, we we meet a new character that is becomes a very important character in this season, and the but next. You, you would never know it. You would you wouldn't at all. Um, she is what I would like to call stupid, um, but attractive nonetheless. Uh, all right. And she is going to be Don's new girl. Yes. 
Jane Siegel. Jane Siegel. For everyone out there keeping track. And we know who you are. Uh, she, this Jane Siegel, Siegel lady, immediately gets uh, preyed upon by the, uh, the douche crew there at uh, Sterling Cooper. All the guys kind of come over and start, uh, start introducing themselves, if you will. I really liked it. The douche crew of Sterling Coop. The douche, yes. That is uh, widely known and respected. No, no respect. Well, that's true. Widely known. But yeah, so she, after, after Joan rebuffs them a bit, uh, Ken, uh, Ken actually has some business. He says, hey, Jimmy wants to come in, come into the office. Yeah. And that, that really you know, freaks Don out, as you would expect. Would freak me out as well. And... Uh, because, I mean, you got to say, the comedian seems like he's off a little bit. Like, he could bring in a gun and just lose it. Yeah, he's kind of a weirdo. My thing is this. Uh, when I ask him what happened to his wing, um, yeah. he says he missed the last stare. Now, that seems like Don not being the smartest Don usually is. Because why wouldn't he tell the same story he told Peggers? What did he tell Peg? I'm sorry, Betty. Oh, why wouldn't he tell car. a consistent story? Yeah, I see. Well, one, uh, nobody's really going to talk about him. Uh, two, I don't think he cares as far as this goes. Yeah, because if like if different stories get around, then it just adds to his mystery. Okay, you know. Okay. So yeah, I don't think he really cares about being consistent with with just the injury part of it. So then, uh, so then after uh, kind of Cosgrove does his thing, uh, Don, get, Don gets on the phone to call, to call Bobby. Check in on his lady. Yeah, she says she's doing all right. I think she's happy. She said, oh, I didn't think you'd call. And he, he's not calling to check in on her at all. Oh, he's calling to ask about, yeah, if she took care of everything with um, Jimmy. With Jimmy. Because he's flipping out. Jimmy wants to meet. He's just getting a car accident with Jimmy's wife. Yeah, it's rough. So then after Bobby hangs up, there's another interchange with uh, her and Peggers. Yeah, Peggy, you know, first offers to play cards to try and engage her. And, and Bobby uh, really just wants to kind of get to the bottom of it and says, you know, really, why, why are you helping? What, what is in this for you? And Peggy just simply says, he's done a lot for me. And we go to, we go to flashback. This is the first flashback we've had in a while. Yep, in the nut house. In the, in the is that house. is that how you guys refer to it? Technically, yes. In the in in the crazy rooms. In well, no, well, yeah. Well, this is actually where we find out that she was. I think we find out for sure that she was actually in a mental hospital after the pregnancy. Right. Right. And we uh, so we 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 find out that she's after pregnancy. She's already delivered. And we see we we now see a pregnant sister, a pregnant Anita. Hmm. With Peggy's mother visiting the doctor, um, and the doctor sits down because Peggy actually shows some signs of life, says hello to her mother, and the doctor sits down and asks her uh, what is in the medical world called orientation questions. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "When is it? Who's the president? Where are you?" She gets all those right, but she claims to not know why she's there. Right. And, uh, you know, she's she's doped up. They've been they've been pounding her with medication. Uh, so she actually feels weird. Um, but she just she she does not acknowledge what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
And that's, I mean, it is, it's kind of a weird scene because there's no resolution at this point. Well, yeah, we find out more as the episode goes on. And then we get, uh, from there, we get to a little, uh, a little, uh, scene where, uh, Pete is actually giving his sample. His, what kind of sample? Uh, it would be a sample of, um, of his, of his seed, of his man seed, so that they can see if it's okay. I got you. And uh, he goes into the uh, the room to have to 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 do this, as they say. Um, and uh, there's a bunch of smut magazines he's looking through. But Pete perf- prefers to use U.S. News and World Report, which I find to be to be strange. Wait, no, I. I saw, I thought it was funny that it was in there, but I thought he went with the Jaybird USA. He did. I just wanted to accuse him of using U.S. News and World Report. Well, it was funny that it was in there. Well, I mean, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you need. You know what I mean? Everybody's different, John. I don't think anybody needs the story of Pearl Harbor for that. You got to be pretty broken inside, John. But there's probably someone broken enough. <laughs> The yeah, way they was... transition out of this uh, scene, though, is is masterful. One um, of the one of the funniest, one of the best scenes ever, because they they switch to Roger's office and he's got one of those paddle balls, paddle ball whack a mole things, you know, you know the ball with the rubber band and the paddle. And but you you hear it before you see it. It is hilarious. And then Joan comes in and says, "What are you doing in here?" Or and he's like, "I like to keep even guessing. They don't know what I'm doing in here." So, I mean, okay. It seems like you'd probably have more to do than that. They make it look like working there is like 90% boring. For Roger? For, yeah, mostly Roger is, does maybe 10% of work a day and just sits in his huge office for 90% of it. That's not how it works? I don't know. My days aren't like that at <laughs> all. I don't have an office, though, nor am I in advertising. So, what are you going to do? But... Joan comes in to show the ring. Make, yeah, show him that it's official. She doesn't, she asks him why she, uh, he asks her why she wants to join that club. And she says it didn't keep him from having a good time. So there you go. I think it, I, I don't know how to respond to that. No, it's just, it, it, it's just another great interchange between the two of them. You get to really see how, how much they really are on the same intellectual plane and how different that changes for Roger and her in the future yeah, with their partners. But, uh, you know, and he always keeps it, he always keeps it fun uh, asking if she'd like a couple, uh, if he could give her a couple paddles for good luck. Indeed. Indeed. And she, and she just walks away. I mean, great. That's Along great. with some marriage advice that is a little bit too long to recap, but uh, he's trying. Moving on. Uh, we're back to uh, Peggy's house, and she's uh, giving coffee to Bobby. And I think this is the, actually the, this, the time where they have the conversation about if she's in love with Don or if, you know, she's sleeping with Don or whatnot. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and you know, <laughs> I like how she says that, you know, aren't you going to ask me if I'm in love with him? And she's like, no. <laughs> It's not her business. No, you know, like there's there's that side of Peggy which I like. You know, like listen, I don't care, man. I'm just trying to get I'm just trying to get through this. Well, because the whole thing is, I mean, this is all work. 
Like this is all actually office work for her. Yeah. The whole experience. She's not making a friend. Right. True. And and I like that, you know, this is where she says, I'm not your competition. Yes. No, she's not. Um, we flash back to the office to meet a little bit more or find out a little bit more what Don's new girl is like. And she is a, uh, a tart, John. Yeah, a bit of a, a, a trollop. A bit of a trollop tart. Um, she's sitting at her desk, as I would say, putting it out there um, to kind of tease the men of Sterling Cooper, which is not difficult to do from what we've seen. Yeah, but uh, Joan sees it right away and is not, uh, not a fan. Not a fan at all. Really calls her out. Indeed. Uh, she buttons up her shirt, tells her to go get a sweater. And then we get a little visit from our good friend, Ken Cosgrove. And Does, uh, Don't you have a name for Bucktooth Ken? Bucktooth Ken. Maybe it was Bucktooth. It's more of a sound, as we always say. I'm Ken Cosgrove. Uh, she comes over and says, hey, do I have, you know. So something like, hey, am I scheduled for a meeting with, uh, with Don? And she's like, and you are? And he's like. Oh, that's funny. I'm Ken. I'm, Co- I'm, I'm, I'm Ken. Ken. Ken Cosgrove. Like everyone <laughs> knows Ken Cosgrove. Like he's walking down the street in New York, and everybody's like, "Hey, Ken." And he's like, he, it's, call "He is me a published. He is a published author. He is. That's true. Did you not see the Atlantic two years ago? <laughs> There's a line. There you go. I don't know, but uh, like the weirdest thing I've seen in in, in Mad Men in a while though is the Freddie Rumpson. Mozart zipper. The zipper, uh, yeah, that's to just that's to hammer home that uh, Freddie's hammered all day, all day, all day. I want Freddie's job. That's my campaign for uh, 2010. If that <laughs> job exists, I would like to do it. I feel I could do it well. Freddie's one of those guys that's walking around with a blood alcohol of 0.4. I love that guy. No coma for him, buddy. Well. <laughs> Until He's a walking he, coma. Until he pees himself, right? Yeah. <laughs> true. true. Uh, we flash back to uh, Peggers' place, and uh, Bobby's getting ready to go. She's got to she's get out of there. She's doing some masterful makeup tricks, John. Yeah, yeah. And really, well, just, just to cut this scene into what it's about, is uh, she ends up giving Peggy some really good advice, I feel. No, it's it, and it's accurate. She, like, you know... Peggy can't survive in a man's world trying to be a man because she's not. You're not. So, you know, embrace being a woman. Use the power that that gives you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, treat these, treat these guys who are your equals as equals. It was great advice. I think, you know, I mean, that can still be advice for today. Like trying to be a man or, you know, or trying to be something you're not is what it's really about. Um, you know, it's more like you have to be yourself. And that's, that's how you're going to succeed. But also not to take any crap. Yeah, she's very much she's very much correct. It was uh, some good advice, which was very nice. The next scene was the worst. Was the worst, John? It was yet let me ne- just, what? Okay. Let me just say that that you know when I watch the show, I take a little bit of notes. You know, I, I just you type do. a couple of things. I do just to just so that I you know got an idea of what's going on. Okay. And and this next scene, we're at home with the Campbells. Right. And and we find out that uh, Doctor Call, Doctor Stone. And said that, you know, Pete's boys can swim. Mm-hmm. The sample is viable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Trudy's just very upset that, yes, it's, you know, it's probably a problem with her. And, and is upset. And Pete, so, so in my notes, uh, when Pete blows up at her, 
I think I just typed out the word ass nine times. Nine times, John. Nine, yeah. Look how, look how it's it's the show influences you. As a typer. It touches you in a place where you type ass. On on the keyboard. <laughs> on the keyboard. No, he was literally the worst person on the planet in this scene. Like, uh, it is so much all about him. Uh, well, not only that, it's it's all about him having zero empathy. Not, well, right. She's not even there. And, you know, she, she's as soon as she says it, she's really upset. And and like she says, he you know, he, he launches into how many more times he can go see a movie now that they're not going to have a kid. Well, I mean, it's clear he doesn't even want to have a kid. I mean, there certainly is that struggle here between like, you know, like she wants the kid. He doesn't. Well, I, I mean, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't really want one, but he was willing to have one, you know, for her. Yeah. Because they've been trying for over a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's just, you know, it's kind of an awful scene and it makes Ravy Pete seem um, even like worse of a person. Than he, which is amazing. Than which is amazing. Already thought he was. Yes, he's a horrible dude. I mean, he he yells at her. I mean, she goes now. Now we know it's me, and and he just goes exactly. What an ass! Oh what, my god! What happened? Uh, was he threat? He threatens to leave at one point. Oh yeah. Uh, and then ends it with "Go get your coat. We can't stay here." Well, she just made dinner, man. I know. So, like, all that food's going to go bad. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I'm that, not I, a fan. All it means is that that he's doing his job because we're this upset at him. Nobody's on Team Campbell, John. I just checked. Oh, where, where's the counter? I ha- It's on a secret website I can't tell you about right now because <laughs> we're being recorded. But, of course, after we're off the air, I will tell you. But no one is on uh, Team Campbell. Who's, what team are they on? Uh, we, there's actually two people on Team John. Yeah, well, that's and not a I, I also have no. There's no people on Team Paul. That's uh, that hurts pretty bad. Uh, so then we move on to the uh, next scene, which is probably the best scene in the whole episode. I love it. Uh, with, the, with Pete it's and Sal, a, it's a flat. What? With Pete and who? And Sal with the the Peggy coming in late. No, 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 my friend. This oh. is the scene that we learned that Don finds Peggy in the nut oh, bin. Oh, yeah, yeah. I skipped. I, I missed it. I missed that. She's in the nut bin. She wakes up. Don's sitting there. And as uh, collectively as viewers, we're all like, oh. Yeah. Uh, and and he, so is Peggy. Yep. She even asks if he's real. He gives her a bit of, uh, of uh, Dick Whitman, Don Draper advice. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. This never happens. You'll be surprised how, how much? much it never happened. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, well, she he asks her, he's like, you know, what do they want you to do? She goes, I don't know. And he like, he just, you know, he nails her down. Yes, you do. You know exactly what to do. Do it. Get out of here. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, for the for the situation, great advice. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. It's like, okay, listen, the, you've already given the kid up for adoption or whatever. You just just get the hell out of here and just just act like it never happened. Because, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to dwell on this for the rest of your life and ruin the like the little spark of career that you've got going that could be uh, that could be huge. 
So great advice. Yeah, absolutely. That was it was it was a good scene. It was then, followed by just and then we a get kick to the, in the pants, the man. Kick in the pants at the office where uh Pete and uh and Sal are in uh Don's office and they're talking about it's some clear so work, right? Yeah. And uh Peggy actually comes in late uh and uh you know says that she doesn't have her copy done and Don nails her for it. But I think he had to be, uh, I mean, because the guys don't know what they've been through. Right. But didn't you expect, like, as they were leaving to, for him to be like, hey, Peggy, could you, just, could you just come back here for a second and, like, apologize and, be like, and explain, like, listen, I had to do that because we need to make sure that no one, you know, we need to no, forget that this happened. But no, that it doesn't is not, do that. That's not Don's way. He like, wouldn't. He, I he wouldn't don't know. That period. That's, that's just a human way. I mean, she went out of her way to make sure that. You know, this incident wasn't an incident. Right. You know? Right. So no, you're right. But uh, at the same time, I think like he uh, like he says, because the, the boys leave and she stays and, and she has to hit him up saying, you know, I need the money. That's a lot of money for me. And so Don says, oh, you know, I guess when you forget something, you forget everything. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of didn't like that. But so like, right. So, uh. You know, right when when he writes the uh, gives her the money, you know that's like a big moment because he hands her the money, says I'll get you the rest, and she takes it, looks him right in the eye, and uh, for the first time says Don. So oh, thanks, all right. Thanks, Don. You nice. know, so she she took Bobby's advice. She's bringing herself up to an equal level. Yeah, uh, it's the first time in the whole series that she does not say Mr. Draper. So, Very at least to good. his face. Then we get a little surprise. Um, uh, Jimmy and Mrs. Barrett come into the office. Uh, they just kind of barge into Don's, uh, to Don's office, and he's, he's concerned. But I think you have to be a bit less concerned because Bobby looks calm. You know what I mean? There's no, there's, no, there's no visible sign on Bobby's face that this is an issue. Yeah. Or to be but concerned. This, yeah, and, and, and the, the comedian's really cool. He's like, I'm not a bad guy. You're a cool cat. Um, but at the same time, you know, he also says, you know, we all got what we want. I don't know. I can't tell if he has an idea of what's going on or not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. He could, he could not. Who, who knows really? Um, we then, uh, end the, end the episode with Don going, uh, home. And actually I got to say something here. Uh, This has been stuck in my head ever since I watched the episode, like last week. Uh, they're having meatloaf. Yeah, man. When's the last time you had meatloaf? Three weeks. You had three meatloaf three weeks ago? Yeah, at the Rusty Bucket. Oh. (laughs) I would kill for some meatloaf. That's what I'm saying. I could really use some meatloaf. I like how the whole thing was just like drenched in ketchup. Oh, it's just, that's what I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about that meatloaf, man. Yeah. Um. It brought back memories from my childhood because mom used to make a pretty good meatloaf. That was delicious. That I would then drench in ketchup. And some mashed potatoes. Indeed. The best. Uh, so Don sits down and uh, kind of makes himself a little plate and he's asked, where's the salt? Oh, you screwed yourself on this one, pal. Uh, because of the story he told uh, Betty with the cholesterol and the whatnot and the hey, hey. Uh, she's removed the salt from the table, John, because... We just want Daddy to be healthy. Because, have- uh, 
Because we love him. Because we love him. And then there is certainly uh, yet again, he, he's, not, he's now ended what I feel like two episodes in a row or one episode in between this exact way where he's sitting at the table and the camera pans away with him feeling like a dick. I think that's a recurring thing. It is. It is. That this, despite all of his charm and his talent, he he is a dick. Yeah, there is definitely that reoccurring theme of his family loving him, and they shouldn't. But um, but yeah, that's the episode, John. That was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, that was another great episode, John. It's uh. It's actually really fun recapping season two. I hope we can finish before season four. It's going to be tight, but I think we can get a lot of it in. Well, John, I'm excited. Uh, this past week has seen our Facebook numbers jump. Apparently, we have forgotten to mention it on the show for, I don't know, 10 episodes. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we've gotten uh, a bunch more people um, on the, uh, the Facebook fan page. Fantastic. And, uh, we got uh, quite a few... Uh, People that wrote in uh, in the past week. Uh, one thing I want to clear up, guys, and John and I spent a lot of time making sure this worked, was we've got um, Anthony and Jackie saying that uh, the, uh, the, the, the call-in doesn't work. They tried to call in and leave messages, and it didn't work. So John and I exhausted every device, person, and, uh, and method we could find to make sure it does indeed work. And it does, John. It worked. I've got every single one that uh, you you uh, called me, and every single buddy else who you had call me, um, and it all worked. So if you uh, if you called and for some reason it didn't work, uh, give us a try again. I don't know if if it maybe it doesn't work internationally. I don't know, um, but certainly if you're in the U.S., um, give another try because we absolutely love it. It's really fun. Now, John, moving on from that, um, Anthony was it Anthony? No, it was Jackie. It was Jackie. Jackie has an issue with you and me. Apparently, it's been pointed out that we say, and I quote, fair enough, unquote, uh, too much. Is that true? I don't think so, John. I think, I mean, certainly she has uh, uh, a complaint and will listen to everyone's point of view, obviously. That's, that's fair enough in its own right, but uh, I don't think we say it too much. Fair enough. Oh. oh, you did it. Ah, hilarious. Oh. Oh, no, I, want, I want Jackie to know that uh, we, we got through the whole show without it. I think we did. A, we made a conscious effort to not say fair enough as much as possible. Because, John, I don't want to say fair enough if it's bothering her. I, if we say fair enough one more time, we might lose another listener. I don't want to lose listeners because we say fair enough too much. Okay. Well, are we? do we know that we're not going to say fair enough too much more? Fair enough. All right. Uh, we also had uh, Laura uh, write in uh, on the Facebook page and say that she uh, in, in, enjoys uh, the boozing while we do the show. I did not booze this time because we're doing it on Sunday night, and I spent the rest of my weekend um, not doing a podcast but boozing. So I'm drying out tonight. So, uh, But thank you. And if we do another one this week, which I hope to, uh, we'll see if we can um, – have some glasses of booze with us. Um, and lastly, uh, Christopher, who had just found the show and listened to all of them in two days. That's is amazing. Apparently very excited 
or his caps lock is broken on his computer because he did write everything in all caps. But we appreciate um, we appreciate everyone listening, and we doubly appreciate you joining um, the Madman Recap fan page. If you haven't done it, please go ahead and do it. We send out all the alerts for when we post the show, so you know to go to iTunes and look it up if you want. Um, and we also try to post here and there some interesting articles. Um, that um, you'll always get in your status updates. So uh, it's a great thing to do. And uh, going on to the iTunes, our podcast on iTunes, we did find that we got three more ratings, two fives and a four, which is fantastic. That's pretty good stuff, John. And we got one more person to write in on the iTunes comment page. Thank you. Uh, the, the screen name is called Blood Perfect. And Sounds lovely. I, I'll just read it real quick. It says, John and Paul do a great job discussing a show that doesn't know how amazing it is either. Uh, I guess she's assuming that we're amazing. That's they discuss, they, they discuss and critique, reminding me of the things I thought amusing or special. They draw my attention to things I missed or minimize in importance. It's almost better than having a friend who watches too. I was late to the party on this one and have enjoyed catching up on season one and two with on-demand John and Paul. I am so grateful they decided to recap season two instead of summarizing I hope at the end of season two recaps, they will do the seasons they missed in season three. We're going to try. And, we're uh, not going to make it. I'm going to tell you right now. But we'll try. But we will and, try. And uh, she says that, um, or he or she says that uh, they listen to a lot of podcasts that keep going when shows are in the off season. And some of them shouldn't. But thinks that uh, these guys, namely us, could pull it off. <laughs> namely. Uh, well, that's good to know. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that uh, people uh, are liking the show. And again, please go to the iTunes to leave a uh, comment because it does help us in our standings. And maybe someday, I don't know how, we could be on the front page of iTunes and we could all shed a tear that we've done this together, John. That was that would be fantastic. It's a community was, effort here on the Madman Recap. Wonderful, wonderful. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll dive real quick into the Madman mailbag. We got another- wait. Hold on. Dur, 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 dur. Oh, yeah, that's that's the sound effect. Thanks for hitting the button. No problem. Uh, so uh, we, we have been on a roll here of about one piece of art per show, and we got another one. Now, this you got to say this was funny. This we got this was not <laughs> funny, John. You laughed. I did laugh. Uh, I did. We got, we got a piece of art from our uh, listener, Zach, who's contributed a lot. We really appreciate that. And he put he gave us his impression of what our studio would look like. Indeed. Now, unfortunately... We're about 800 miles apart. We are. So we, don't, we don't have a studio, but uh, this was really funny. It's, it's uh, two guys doing a, a radio show. One has a superimposed picture of John Hamm's face. And Wait, who's the other guy? That Adam Carolla. So I'm imagining that I'm the guy with, that, with the John Hamm face and you... No, wait, I have that backwards. Obviously, I'm supposed to be Adam Carolla, which is uh, cruel. Um, and John is supposed to be John Hamm. I don't see why the scales couldn't be a bit more even on this one, John. <laughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I did a great uh, job uh, photoshopping our cover art in there, and as well as some of the listener art uh, from Jack and from um, who was that from? Lexi. Lexi, thank you. Which and there uh, cool. we got. Yeah, yeah that, oh, it's fantastic. We, we got another email from Libby that points out that I am in fact right. That new Bobby is better, Bobby. This old kid sucks. I can't believe more of you didn't chime in on this. Because, first of all, uh, you're wrong. Uh, old Bobby is the best Bobby and is the right Bobby. Now you're just arguing to argue. You I'm can't not. possibly. You, there's no way you believe that. I do believe that completely. 
but that was a that was that was a nice point of view from Libby that is in fact correct. Uh, Greg, I don't know why everyone's on your side. I I mean maybe listen to the show. Um, <laughs> uh, Greg writes in real quick. He was the one that pointed out our our gaff on the year uh, that we're now in fact in sixty two. Uh, and says that we are a five-star podcast in his book. Thank you very much, Greg. Well done, Greg. And, and this is great. We have now, this is amazing. We, we, give me a drum roll. We are, in fact, in uh, a fifth continent. Ayo. We got our first email from Europe. Ayo. Way to go, Europe. And you know what? Surprisingly, it wasn't from France. Why is that a surprise? I don't know. Moving on. We have a Martin who's writing us from the University of Amsterdam, Netherlands, and he's a history major, and he's writing a history paper on gender theory in Mad Men. Holy moly! And he's using he's using our show to help him do research. I would, I would, and I and I mean this in all the best ways. I would not do that. <laughs> no, he says he says we really help point out some things that he may have missed. He's uh, he, he gave a little explanation that he's kind of comparing and contrasting. So. The, the, the role of the man in the 60s in comparing Don and Pete mm-hmm. and the role of the woman in comparing Peggy and uh, Joan. And I think it's, he says uh, he said he can't really send us a copy of the paper because it's in Dutch. But Surprisingly, we'll get... I read Dutch. Oh, hey, Martin, send it in. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll Google Translate it, but uh, I, I will well, get some of it. He said he'll send us an English uh, summary, which would be fantastic. That would be wonderful. We'll read it here on the show. And we'll post it up online. And lastly, I did find uh, a nice little article that we'll put up on the website. It was uh, on uh, a site called the AWL, which is a New York-based, New York City-based just discussion of the topics of the day. This was put up on April 29th of this year and just talked about Don Draper and some of the contradicting uh, features of him. How he is, you know, he is kind of the role model for some guys, but he really isn't. It was interesting, and, and there were about 90 comments that were also fun to read through. So we'll, we'll put that uh, link up and have the listeners take a look and see what they think. Very cool, John. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll also put that link on Facebook. All right. Uh, and, of course, you can always follow us on Twitter. And if you'd like to send us an email and have us talk about you on the show, which is Pretty much what we do if you send us one. It's staff at madmenrecap.com, John. And that comes to both John and I, so don't worry. John's not bogarting the emails, not letting me read them, or, you know, vice versa. We both see everything that happens. So um, send in some artwork or an idea or maybe a picture making fun of me again. That would be great. That was a great show. We'll try and get one in this week, huh? We will, yeah. We're going to try it since, since we did lax uh, the week before. And then just real quick, uh, we're going to apologize for John's audio quality going up and down. Of course, I'll give an excuse, and I blame Scott. So, John, we'll talk to you next time, buddy. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye.